Good afternoon, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, owls, dogs, cats, and everyone in between. Welcome to the Running the Halls podcast. Uh, I am Mr. Jason Richardson, and I'm joined by the lovely... So I am the lovely Miss Luxa, who is Dean of Restorative Practices for the middle school and high school. I'm, t- I'm Tom Sclafani. I'm the health and phys ed teacher at Highland Park. And thank you for joining us. Um, we'll be right back after these messages. Make sure to try out Papagallo's Pizzeria, a new restaurant in town at 76 Raritan Ave. You can order dishes such as pizza, obviously, burgers, paninis, subs, pasta, and much more online or in person. I gotta say, the garlic knots in Bake City look positively scrumptious. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, and 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday. Order online at papagallospizza.com. So welcome, welcome back, everybody, and thank you for being with us. We have another excellent episode in store for you. Um, so in this particular role, um, Tom and myself will be shouldering the load while we interview the lovely, the um, sultry, the wise and sage-like Dean of RP, our restorative practice extraordinaire, Juliana Luxo. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for thank you for having me on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, so other than not having a choice, what made you want to accept the invitation to be interviewed on this show? You know what? I just the students in the high school, you know, especially the juniors and the sophomores, I have taught. So, I'm just excited to hear like what questions they have they know me really well so um and I have really good connections with them so I'm I really am excited just to answer whatever questions they have okay well I'm, I'm excited to get a chance to interview you today she is one of my favorite people at the school always walking around with a smile always saying hello all right and oh heart emoji yeah oh. give her give her a couple of give her three heart emojis <laughs> but uh just a, a really good person who uh, really cares about the kids and stuff. So looking forward to this. So to kick things off, um, why don't you talk about what school was like for you? Oh my gosh. Um, it depends <laughs> what grade level we were at. So for me, um, you know, I have a sister who is four years older than me and she was the golden child that went to school prior to me that had all of my teachers before I had them. And she was the standard for, um, you know, intelligence and attitude for me growing up. So by the time I went to school, I was always trying to keep up with my sister. Um, And I just wasn't as like perfect across the board as she was academically. Um, I had good grades, but they weren't, you know, through the roof. Like she got 110 on every single class or every single assignment. And that just wasn't me. And I was compared to my sister a lot, um, which made me really despise school. It made me really angry. It made me feel like no one really saw me for Juliana. Like I was seen as Danielle's little sister. And I hated that. Um, It wasn't until I got into middle school, my eighth grade teacher, Miss Wayne, 
was like my best friend. We had lunch every day together. Um, and the reason for that was because I was sick like every single day in eighth grade. I don't know what happened that year, but I was just sick all the time. And I was like not catching up on work. I was really slacking. I had no motivation. And, you know, the fact that I was compared to my sister, I was like, all right, they're already saying that I'm awful. So I might as well just live up to the reputation. Um, but she really inspired me and she never really let me, um, you know, fall victim to that. She really was like, just giving me a lot of motivation. And after that, I wound up loving, like I, I learned like, Hey, you know what? Like, even though I'm not my sister, I'm just as like important and I have a lot of drive and I can do this. So by the time I went to high school, I was kind of the same way. I was, you know, just doing what I knew was best for me. So that was really my school experience, um, was learning a lot of how to distance myself from my sister's reputation and really kind of just figure out who I was as a person. Okay. So how did that translate into your college career? Tell me about your college life. Oh my gosh. So like I said, I had Miss Wayne and I loved that she was the, she was the only teacher that probably didn't have my sister and really just treated me like a person. So I just wanted to be that teacher for a student like me. Like I just wanted to be that cheerleader, that champion, that person that could say, you got this, like when everybody else's say is, you know, not telling you that. So um, because I had such, you know, kind of like Mr. Dykeman, like where he was sharing that he had, you know, good experiences with teachers and bad experiences with teachers, which is normal. Um, I wanted to be that teacher that I needed, which was Miss Wayne. So um, when I went to college, I loved English class, like since eighth grade, like she totally changed my you know, mindset to English. I loved English. I loved reading. Um, and it really just inspired me to just keep going and, and learn as much as possible. College was awesome for me because there was no one who knew my sister. I went to Kane. She went to Seton Hall. Um, you know, I just found my, I found myself even more through college and it was, in a discipline that I loved. I loved working with kids. I've been working with kids since I was 16. Um, and I just, it was the best experience. I, I got to learn more about literature and more about how to work with students. So it was just something I was really passionate about. Okay, I, I got a couple questions here. Um, where'd you grow up? What town? I grew up in Woodbridge. Okay, in Woodbridge, and uh, did you go to Woodbridge High School then? I did. Okay, all right. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of your favorite things, so if you could give me one-word answers, because I think that'll get our audience getting them to know a little more about you. Oh, I like okay. this lightning round. We're bringing it on early. <laughs> all right, um, so I'm going to ask you your favorite whatever, and then you just hit me with what it is, and I might ask you why or whatever, but uh, what's your favorite color? Green. Green. And favorite restaurant? D'Italia's in Avenel. Why is that? What's so good about it? I, I know the owner for like no reason, like other than the fact that I go there all the time. And the food is just like homemade, awesome Italian food. Ah, oh, good for me to know. I haven't been there. I gotta try that. Okay. Um, 
Favorite entertainer? Like you go to a concert, who'd you want to go see and why? Oh my gosh, that's hard. I don't know. I want to say like J-Lo. I don't know. I just feel like she's like, she was in the movie Selena. She was so good in it. Like she was just like a great entertainer. Okay. Um, favorite sports? Yankees. Why? Only because my grandmother watched the Yankees all the time. And she was super passionate about it. I don't really keep up with sports too much. Okay. If you could go on a vacation, where would you want to go? Hawaii. Why? Because it's gorgeous. I want to see volcanoes. Like I want to, I want to hike. I want to see like outdoorsy stuff. All right. I got one other question here. This is a pretty interesting one. I, I ask this question a lot of people when I, I meet them at a party, like let's say for the first time, because you know, you're trying to uh, think of a conversation. So somebody once asked me this question, all right? And I thought it was really cool. Um, if you could spend 24 hours with someone and they would answer any question you had truthfully, who would it be and why? Oh my gosh. Okay. The, all right. Honestly, like I love my alone time. So the fact that I have to spend 24 hours with someone, ugh. um, that's so hard. That's so complicated. Uh, share. I'm going to say share. What would you ask her? Like, why would you want to hang out with share? I want to hang out with share because one, it's Cher, like she's amazing. And two, she is in my favorite movie, which is Moonstruck. And I love that movie. And I would probably just binge watch Moonstruck with her and talk about the movie and talk about Nicolas Cage. And that would, that would be it. That would just, and then we'd sing and then that would be it. Well, I'm a big Cher fan. I've been to her concerts. And I've been to when Cher was on Broadway, seeing the Broadway version of it, which was really good. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's really, really good. Um, I'm going to throw a question from one of our students at you, and then I'll turn it over to Jay for a little bit. Um, here's some of the questions here, what some students asked. Uh, what was your past job before coming to Highland Park? Oh, my gosh. Before coming to Highland Park, I had like three jobs. Um, I was a tutor at a tutoring center that had always turned into a summer camp. So I was like a summer camp counselor and a tutor um, for kids after school. I worked at Pump It Up as a um, manager. So Pump It Up is a kid's birthday place. It's like inflatable bouncy houses. And I would, um, you know, work the front desk and book parties and confirm parties. And I would get parents to buy like all the things that they probably didn't need to buy for a kid's birthday party, but we added it on. Um, that was so much fun. I really learned a lot about, um, you know, working with parents, working with kids and just really like even classroom management. I would sometimes even run parties. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really fun. And I used to work at TGI Fridays as a hostess. So I used to bring people to their tables and, you know. So Jason, man, you know what? This is why she has such great personal skills. Yes, I see. I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> she has been engaged. I mean, like engaged in that, you know? And, um, you know, just I, that's what I see with her all the time around Highland Park, you know? It's been great. Um, one of the questions also was, how long have you been at Highland Park? 
Um, this is my fifth year. Five years. All right. And uh, one person asked, what music did you grow up listening to? So obviously Cher is one. Is there anything else you want to share? Which with? is so weird because that's not my age group. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I loved. You like Cher as an actress more. I do. I mean, I love both. She's talented. But um, I was in choir in high school. Okay. I was in women's choir. I was women's choir vice president. Um, and we like went to competitions and we just loved creating awesome music. Um, I love right now R&B. Like I love Kalani. I love El May. I love, um, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Khalid or Khalid, whatever his name is. Um, I love like The Weeknd. Like I love all of that music. Mm -hmm. um but I guess growing up I don't know like I was into J-Lo I was in I loved Selena like Selena's just like the pinnacle of vocals she's just incredible Whitney Houston Janet Jackson um wow we got a whole bunch here yeah yeah I I wasn't into like rock or rock and roll I loved Demi Lovato. I just her range, like her talent was so impressive. Ariana Grande, her her range is impressive too. So like any anyone that I can appreciate like their voice. I love Tori Kelly. She's has a beautiful voice. Um have you ever heard Sarah Brightman sing? No. I if you, she was the original uh Christine in Phantom of the Opera. Oh yes, yes. I love Phantom I love like musicals and plays um you know indina menzel is kristen mm -hmm. chenoweth um mm -hmm. like the wicked soundtrack i could i could sing that with my eyes the rent soundtrack um spring awakening was such a good play i love every song there like um you know phantom of the opera that's another one um sweeney todd you know like i anything that like you got a belt and you like Les Mis. Oh my gosh. I can like cry singing Les Mis. It's so good. The next time when we get back to school in normal time and, and I'm teaching because I have music blasting all the time. My <laughs> all right. Just ask me to throw on Joan Sutherland. So you'll hear somebody with an, <laughs> She's an opera singer, but you know, just a Disney great... songs like this high school group knows for a fact when I taught, like mm -hmm. you could not walk down the hallway without hearing Miss Luxa singing like Frozen or like something. Well, I love music. So someday you and I have to come down the hallway <laughs> and we'll just sing together. Okay, we'll do a song. Absolutely. All right, Jason, go ahead. You're up now. Ask a couple questions here, maybe from the kids or yourself. Go ahead. Yeah, well, shout out, first of all, shout out to the fact you can sing a soundtrack with your eyes closed. Um, <laughs> I never thought of that as a secret talent, but <laughs> thank you for adding that. And um, I want to give a, um, it sounds like you had a, a very um, active childhood and uh, you mentioned being in the women's choir, but were there any other activities that you were involved in in high school or college that are significant to you? Um, in high school, I was in cheerleading um, and I joined cheerleading. Okay. So like my parents growing up, like my sister was like the soccer player and she did all these sports. And I was more like, because my sister did it, I wasn't going to do it. You know, like it was like, I love my sister. Don't get me wrong. We're best friends. But like, it was always that, like, 
like, you know, she's going to do it better because she's older than me and I don't want to do it. Like, so I wasn't really confident within myself growing up. Um, so for me, I was never in any sports. So for, for me, I, I was really foolish. I thought cheerleading would be just easy. Like, oh, they're standing there. They got pom-poms, no big deal. They're smiling. I'm good at that. Like, all right, let's just do it. And then I joined and realized how physical it actually is. I was like, wait a minute, I have to run. I have to run around the track. I have to throw this girl up in the air. I have to do cartwheels and flips and stuff. Like, this is crazy. We did the craziest stunts. Like I had a girl, like I was the only one holding her and like, you know, all the way up in the air, I'm holding her up. And, you know, she fell on my, she fell on top of my face and she elbowed me in the face and I came home. That sounds painful. I came home with a black eye and of course, like I wasn't going to tell my mother. So I just put makeup on it and just pretended like nothing happened. She was like, what happened to your eye? I'm like, nothing. I just avoided my mom for like two weeks. <laughs> You're just coming in and out of the house through the window. Yeah. But, Let me ask you um, a question, Jules. Is, is cheerleading in your opinion a sport? Cause there's a big Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's so physically strenuous. Um, and that's why I love coaching cheerleading now like coaching cheerleading for the middle school like um you know highland park doesn't have a pop warner team and i you know also in high school i coached pop warner for my town so um you know i loved it and i love the competitive piece i love the confidence piece i love the giving back piece like um i just i love all of it that comes with it so like even as cheerleaders we didn't just cheer for sports like we did things around the school. We raised money. We, we did a lot. So um, it was really just a, a leadership. I think, I think that's hold on, hold on, hold on, one second. Oh, we'll, we'll be back with more running the halls after this. This episode of the T of HP is brought to you by Coach's Choice. Coach's Choice USA slash select is a basketball training group that runs camps, clinics, and tournaments throughout the East Coast, as well as manage pro athletes. For more information, call Tom Sclafani at 732-501-4155 or go to their website at coacheschoicelect.com. Um, you know, I, I think um, just on what you said there, you know, with raising money and things, this is what a lot of people sometimes don't realize with athletic teams a lot. Um, you know, just my volleyball team, for instance, uh, raised money every year. We have a pink out game for breast cancer. And we've raised uh, about $6,000 since, you know, the last few years, you know, for it. And people don't realize what all the teams do do. I mean, all our teams are usually doing some type of community service of some sort, fundraiser, you know. And uh, I just think, uh, you know, I just wanted to bring that up because I don't think a lot of people realize how much is done for that. Yeah. So um, I did want to give a a student a a shout out. I believe this one is from. Um, Cyrus Shahidi, you may be familiar with him. Uh, he wanted to know what your favorite activities are when you're bored and what are your general hobbies outside of teaching? Oh my gosh, when I'm bored. Oh boy. Um, I don't really get bored easily. I, I guess I just, I'm always active. I'm always up and out and doing something or planning something ridiculous or I don't know. Um, I love hiking so much i hike i i will just google like hiking in new jersey and find a place and maybe i'll go there like three times just because the first time i'm obviously going to get lost because 
I'm just going to get lost. It's going to happen. Like one time I brought my friend Jen on a hike with me and I said, oh, like, it's just going to be like a two mile hike. And then it wound up being 10 miles because we got completely lost. Um, <laughs> she, she loved it, but um, I love hiking. I'm very passionate about hiking. I love the beach. I um, spent every summer at, at in Lavalette um, with my parents. They have a shore house down there. So um, I love being at the beach. I love driving. I know that sounds weird, um, but I just love driving around, listening to music with my friends, like, I, you know, or being on the phone with, wrong with that. Yeah. Singing the soundtracks that I can sing with my eyes closed. Um, I love writing poetry. I love poetry in general. Um, should be a I, songwriter. Should be a songwriter. Then. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe one day I would totally write under a pen name. I think that would be so cool. But, um, <laughs> Uh, I, anything that has to do with outdoors is my jam. What would be like two, give me two things that would be, that are your biggest turnoffs, things that, you know, like will turn you off right away from, uh, anything or people or whatever it is. Um, I hate when people like make fun of other people, mm. like, I like, that. It, yeah. like, I don't, I, that's wrong. That's so wrong. Um, I mean, if it's like your best friend and you're doing it lightheartedly and it's like like a friendly thing, like that's fine because you know your friends. But like if you're doing something to be malicious and tear someone down, like, you know, blowing out someone else's candle won't make yours burn any brighter. That's like my- Oh, that's good. No, that's I, my I, MO on that. Like, I, I like lifting people up. I don't like watching people come down. That's not cool. Hey, um, you know, oh, sorry. Not good. No, sorry. Sorry. I didn't know you weren't finished. No, well, he said two things. So, um, I guess I don't like when people have tunnel vision. Like, I don't like when, like, for me, I'm very open minded. Um, you can talk to me about anything and I can try to understand your perspective. I'm not going to judge you on your perspective. I'm going to try to understand it and understand where you're coming from. I don't, I don't like when someone's like, oh, you're just, you're wrong. Or like judging for somebody else's opinion, like being open-minded and trying to see perspectives and being respectful. That's really important to me. Um, so yeah, that's my two things. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, and so um, I liked, I love the restorative vibes that we're getting on this session from, <laughs> <laughs> from your de-stressing um, hobbies and practices, your um, previous life uh, before Highland Park, your experience and extracurricular activities, all leading up to this position that you're in now as being the, the Dean of RP, um, previous to that, um, being an English teacher. Uh, so why don't you talk to us about your current responsibilities and what led you along this path? Um, so I started off as an English teacher. I loved teaching English. Anyone that has ever had me as an English teacher, I hope you liked me as an English teacher, but, um, <laughs> but I loved being able to connect to literature. Like if you can connect to lit, cause literature is telling a story, right. And it comes from a perspective or a place or whatever. So anytime you can connect to a literature and bring it to your own life or bring it to like an experience, that's so important. So, um, you know, a lot of my 
like the ways that I taught would be through storytelling, kind of like Mr. Dykeman, where like, all right, we're reading this story, but I'm relating it to my life because of this. And I can analyze it because I have a connection to it. So, um, you know, that was really my, like students even come up to me, you know, today and they'll be like, hey, remember that time you told us that story about you and your sister getting into a tomato sauce fight in your kitchen? And I'm like, how do you remember that? That was like four years ago. Um, but, you know, I, I just love being able to connect literature and, and making, making it purposeful and meaningful. Um, and same goes for like the interactions that we have as, as individuals, right? Like we're, the way we communicate, that's so important. So I ran lunch duty for all three grade levels, my first and second year teaching. And I love lunch duty. I love lunch duty and it's because you see the students in their element and their people and you get to see them for who they are and it's just so cool and you know if I see a student having a bad day I'm like oh no absolutely not you're gonna have a good day and this is what's gonna happen and you know like just like being a positive force for somebody is so cool it's so important um, so I think that's really what started my RP journey was lunch duty. <laughs> Other than the fact that like the lunch line is like an animal, like being able to navigate a lunch line and make sure that kids don't like tackle each other, cut each other in line. Like that's important to me. So like having order, but also being able to have fun and be yourself. And that's what like RP is. I know this is like a silly example, like using lunch, the lunch room, but like it's a mini society, right? Like the lunchroom is a mini society. So like it was my first and second year teaching and I had that lunchroom, like it was running real smooth and it wasn't just me. It was the other teachers that were with me and it was the students cause that they made those choices themselves, right? Like they, they contributed to that. That's so right. when the position for Dean opened up, I was, ready for it because I was already helping solving problems in the lunchroom. I was already giving students advice. I was always somebody that was trusting and understanding. And I think as adults, we forget what it's like to be a young person. And at the time I was one of the youngest people in the building. And even though like, like these students are just learning these things and experiencing these things. And we forget what it's like our first experience in like a friendship war or like breaking up with someone in middle school or, you know, fighting with your mom before you got on the bus, which is like vivid memories that I have fighting with my mom <laughs> before I got on the bus. Um, but, you know, we forget that this is some, some of the students first times experiencing that. So we really have to be mindful and sensitive to that and provide space for them to process those things and learn from them. Um, so that's why I really wanted to do the position because I was, it was things I was already doing. We'll be back with more from Ms. Luska after these announcements. So um, Ms. Luska, uh, you sound like a very passionate um, person, um, and I love the story, and I'm sure all the, the kids are enjoying um, hearing about you. Um, but on a more um, personal level, like what passions drive you just in general? What passions drive me? Um, 
I love learning. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm in college right now. That drives me so much. Um, Getting what? Like, I'm I'm in school for social work right now. I go to Rutgers for social work, and that drives me. I love counseling. I love helping clients. I love learning. Um, I know that sounds like so you're a teacher. You love learning. Ha ha. Like, yes, I do. I really do. Hold um, on, who is over here laughing at you for wanting to learn? Like who's the, I, who's I, the person that's I, like, no, I'm good me, right here. Me and everybody. Like I can feel the eye rolls. I want to forget the, stuff. I can feel the eye rolls through, through the, through the podcast. No. Um, I just love learning. I don't know. Um, what else drives me? Hmm. I don't know, just like seeing people happy. Like I seeing, seeing people like come together. That's awesome for me. Like, I love that. I love like being part of something. And I think that's why I loved choir so much. And I loved cheerleading so much because it was bigger than just me. It was a team and that is so cool. So I guess that's what drives me. I got, I got a question here. What do you like most about being in Highland Park, um, and what would you like to see better? Oh like, my gosh, what I love- What we like, and one thing you would like to see better, say in the school in general? What I love about Highland Park, I guess on a professional level, is that I have the ability to sincerely, like if I have an idea for something, like a program, like I run Night Owl in, in the middle school, I just like created that program you know, freshman fest for the high school, like myself and a guidance counselor created that, like it came off of an idea that I had and then we made it happen. So like, for me, I love the fact that I can be creative and be myself and then like see things come to fruition from that. That's so cool to me Um, because in other districts, you won't find that, Um, especially as a, you know, non-tenured teacher at the time, like you don't really find that. Mm. Um, so the, the ability that I can just like be creative and help people in the process, that's awesome. Um, on a non-professional note, what I love about Highland Park is we're so inclusive. We really just like, everyone's welcome and all ideas are welcome. And, and it's just a really welcoming place. Um, my first year as a teacher, you know, you're, you're scared. You're like, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to like do this. Like this is a, an adult job. It's terrifying, you know? Um, and I was 22 at the time. That's, you know, young. So for me, that was terrifying, but like every single staff member was so helpful. And like, you know, as a teacher, you get like a teaching mentor and mine was Mr. Campos, um, which was, awesome but you know it it was like everybody was my teaching mentor everyone had an investment with me and was super welcoming and helpful and um really guided me and mentored me what would you like like to see if one thing that you would like to see better in the school what would it be um one thing i would like to see better in the school we have a lot of students that um like take the baton and run with it. Like we have a lot of students that are leaders, um, but we have so many, so many amazing things that are happening all over the place. 
that I think we can all come together and bring about many ideas of change and not just like pockets here and there. I think um, like the more community, the more collaboration, the more voices that are heard, the more opinions that are brought to the table. Mm -hmm. um, you know, honestly, like schools for the kids, right? Like they, they dictate, um, you know, their norms and their expectations for each other. So I think the more everybody can get together and have conversations mm -hmm. um, and be comfortable in those conversations and respectful in those conversations, I think it makes for a better environment in general. Um, I know a lot of students, you know, they, they trust me and they share a lot with me and talk to me about like maybe things that are bothering them or things that they would like to see change or, you know, things that are upsetting them. But I think where the students forget is that they have more power than they think. And I want them to be able to use their voices in a way that can foster that kind of change or, you know, whatever they need. Thank you everybody for, for being a part of this show today and having a lovely Juliana Luska here with us um, with her interview. Um, this is part one. Um, our part two series with Ms. Luska will be featured in our next episode. Thank you for your time as well as your ears. Um, be safe, take care of yourself as well as each other. Hold on okay. one second, I have to, oh, there we go.